0: Welcome to Help from Future Self. Hey, what's going on, Archons? Welcome to another episode of Help from Future Self, the conversational Keyforge podcast by and for Keyforge friends. And folks, we have a new Keyforge friend with us today. And we are so blessed and grateful to have Candace from BGG with us. Candace, what is going on?
1: Hey, Blake and Sydney. How's it going? I'm really excited to be here. And it's like so nice to finally talk to you. I feel like we're friends just because I've been like binging your podcast for the past month. I mean, oh, same. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's so great to have you on, and uh, you. especially you're you're kind of doing your your KeyForge celebrity tour because uh, you obviously <laughs> had that great episode with Zach, which was fantastic for us because we got to know you a little bit more in your oh, KeyForge cool. uh, endeavors. And now we get to follow up and, and get into hopefully a little bit more meaty conversations with you. But uh, we really appreciated Zach for for getting you onto the airwaves in. the Keyforge sphere that was really fantastic.
1: Yeah, me too. Zach Zach is awesome, and yeah, he he, he he reached out to me like right after that that first BGG podcast episode where I talked about Keyforge, and I and we kind of started chatting about you know doing something together. And I yeah, he was just great to talk to, and I'm already like you know from listening to both your podcasts and other Keyforge content. I'm already seeing like how awesome this community is, and just from my friendly local game store as well. So, that's so yeah, great that's, to hear.
0: The local game store route is definitely where you you really start to see it because the obviously online is one thing, but sometimes online and in person don't translate. And in KeyForge, that's not really the case. It does really translate. So it's uh, it's a pretty cool thing about this game.
2: Absolutely.
0: But before we uh, dive into our interview with you and asking all these great questions well it's probably just gonna be a conversation really because that's how we roll here it's just gonna we'll <laughs> cool. start saying things you'll start saying things and we'll, we'll get to the end <laughs> of the podcast at some point but <laughs> um, Cindy, I think's got great. some uh, some news for us because uh, a lot has happened since we last dropped uh, that special episode with Michael Hurley so so oh my gosh.
2: So I got my shipping notification. And for those of you out there who don't know, I know this is very well known as a Canadian podcast, but I am in the US of A. So <laughs> hopefully what that means is everyone across the whole entire world is starting to get their information. I know that someone from Finland got their shipping notification. And so even though the, the um, hubs have to get their shipments of Grim Reminders first they're also getting their shipment notifications so like this was timed perfectly I'm hoping that Agreed. everyone can start getting excited together for Grim Reminders and and you have no idea I literally screamed out loud like I, I am so excited I'm, I'm gonna have uh, I, I told Blake at one point that right after the game found closed I looked at how much I spent and I, I was like I was in shock that I let myself spend so much money. But now that like that is so far behind me at this point, I'm like, second Christmas is coming. Like I am so happy with my past
1: yes. self for spending so much money on that game fast. Nice.
0: That's that awesome. awesome.
1: And I'm kind of regretting not spending more money.
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you the fun thing is I specifically didn't spend more money. And I'm really excited about the shipping news because of the fact that Now everyone's going to have decks, which means more people will be selling decks because I'm hunting for decks this set. And I haven't done that before where I'm going to be more selective and look for a couple that I'm really going to hone in on and I want to invest into to play. So that's something I haven't truly done before that I'm going to do with this set, I think.
2: Oh my gosh. I'm more like the candy, like open, a open a, a deck, look at it, like love it, enjoy it. See if it has anything I want to play right then and there. And if not, I open the next one.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's addictive, right?
0: It is. Yeah. Everyone loves cracking packs. Let's be honest. Yeah, totally. Okay. So let's get into it. So you are the board game geek person now as far as KeyForge is concerned you are the board game geek <laughs> person like you're 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 the only person there that anyone cares about. and derek too we gotta give a shout out the to derek
1: because the truth is
0: without derek you're not here so right. we need to get derek on here actually that's actually the next thing we need is we need derek on here there maybe all four of us yeah. I, think, I think i think when you guys start doing your your thing in the future that's when we need both of you on here and we have a, a really good discussion cool so what are you looking for when you go out to gaming like conventions and stuff like that? When you're looking for games to share with everyone, like what is it that you that you look for? Is there like a criteria or is it something you personally are drawn to?
1: I think I'm drawn to a lot of different things and I think what I look for is games that are unique Um, I love, like, finding either unique themes. I love crossing over. Like, I'm very big into the wargaming space as well and 18xx. And I love kind of... Because these are genres that I never thought I would be into and (laughs) and really enjoy. And I feel like there are other people out there who might also enjoy them and not know that like me. So anything that I kind of... I like dabbling in new things... To, to see if it's something like, who knew? Again, like years ago, I heard about KeyForge. I saw it on a table once and I thought this is not really for me, you know? And here I am now like pretty much obsessed with it. And like, I'm like, I love this. So I like kind of finding things that are a little different. I like trying new things that I'm not familiar with sure. uh, to see if it hooks me in. Mm-hmm. And I like sharing that with people. And that's um, just like one of the joys of my job is that I get to like poke around and find things like, you know, when I started at BGG, I was writing news articles, which I still do in BGG news. And a lot of that would be me poking around and saying what's coming out next year. And just like querying BGG and just looking for clicking on games that, you know, either have an interesting title or, or maybe I know the designer or something and just like finding games. And then I just would write about them. And (laughs) half the time I get myself excited about them. Like, I'm like, oh, now I need to (laughs) buy that game too. But um, yeah, I just, I just really like when it comes to things like music as well, which I'm very passionate about, I like so many different styles of music. And, you know, I just, Music brings me joy. Board games bring me joy. And I'm like, again, discovering that card games, like these two-player card dueling games, really excite me. And, you know, I have I have a few of them. Like I got into Runner at some point a little bit, nice. um, which I really liked. And I never, I think because it was just hard to find the cards and everything in the deck building always scares me off a little bit. Um, I never, like, went too deep with it, but then I got into Ashes Reborn, got, like, a bunch of, you know, expansion decks for that. And I, I love all these games, but then when I play something like Keyforge, I'm like, oh, like, I don't need to own a million games anymore. Like, this, this, <laughs> there's so much, like, excitement and fun packed in here, and it, you know, if you don't buy a million decks, it doesn't take up a whole lot of space. But I've kind of, like, gone, that now. gone all over the place.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm already seeing that being a, a it. Oh, I
0: remember <laughs> when I was like you, Candice. Oh, those were the days.
1: <laughs> Blake, you don't know. I, I bought deck displays of every set. And I think I'm on, I have three wins of exchange. Like, I have a lot right now. So no, you're like
0: good. me. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have a popper, shelf behind yeah. me that's literally... Just Keyforge displays waiting to be opened.
1: <laughs> we,
2: we have a Keyforge closet. I've been given a closet. I cannot expand outside that closet. So I've been starting to like, now that the Calyx shelf that is inside that closet is starting to yeah. get full, I'm trying to decide like, what am I supposed to do?
1: Right.
0: <laughs> yep, that is that is the struggle. It is so, a
1: challenge, yeah.
0: But Candace, there's something you said that actually I, I want to ask you more about, which is you said you don't like deck building. And- I'm sure our listeners, I've, I've mentioned this before myself, but the, the aspect of deck building, like, obviously I know you said you got into flesh and blood. Like you went down that path, which does require deck building. Did you go down the route of you just brewed something that you thought was fun and cool? Or did you actually like, look what was the hotness and then was like, okay, I'm doing that.
1: I was looking at the hotness. And then like, if I don't have all the cards in the hotness for whichever, uh, what are they? Heroes? in that game. Yeah, the heroes. Arch- Archons, for- I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so whatever cards I was missing, I would just swap some things in. But I think it's partially, I think it's something like I was, I was thinking about, and I, I think I mentioned this to other people, Sydney, how you were not excited about Alliance, the Alliance right. format, and then like later discovered you love it. <laughs> and I, I think it's something right now where I just have never been... Well versed enough in any game that has deck building, like I love Arkham Horror the card game. I have played the the uh, the what the core box scenario, sure, or the core box campaign a couple times. Mm-hmm. I, I'm midway through another one, but I like I don't know all those cards enough to really do deck building well. So I think that's why. I'm like scared off by it, and it's like I think. Ask me in five years, right, uh, right? I might be like, yeah, I want a deck build. I want to do Alliance, you know. Mm-hmm. But right now, I don't feel like I'm like skilled enough or something, and so oh. if it almost feels like a burden to sure. do that, I just want to play, you know. Right? I want to totally. play. I, 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 I like taking. I do this with all my Ashes Reborn too. I just take the deck and I play, and and I know. That, like, there's a lot of fun in kind of being creative about which cards you put in. But I think it might be beyond my skill level right now or something, because I don't know.
2: Sure, totally. If if you see Alliance as something like that, like, I, I wouldn't even make you dabble in it. But I feel like how I started liking it is I took decks that I loved as Archon decks and yeah. found the pods that I thought would be really cool together. Or like, I wasn't like thinking high level competition when I started Alliance. I was just thinking, oh my gosh, that would be so much fun. Could I pull that off? Yes. Yeah. And and go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say And that's how, like, that's what gave me the spark because then I did find things that went well together. And once I did that, I could think, how could I make this better? But it's a slow progression. Like it doesn't need to be like, jumping straight in
1: yeah and i think i totally agree with you and i think that the alliance kind of format i could do like i i would like that like i played the star wars lcg very little bit but like love that too and i feel like that has more of that like kind of pod sort of deck building, which Absolutely. is really, really nice. So I think that's where I will end up leaning. And yeah, I can already see that. Like, you know, I'll play a deck and be like, oh, this 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 Mars pod is really, really cool. Right? And then, I, I yeah, that sounds really fun to me, but I'm also like, I still need to, like I have a lot to learn with just the cards and knowing my deck and everything. So I haven't dabbled there yet, but I think, That kind of deck construction where you take up, you know, three pods and put them together is way more exciting and enticing to me. And I could see myself enjoying that more so than taking like a hundred flesh and blood or Netrunner cards and trying to build a deck from that without like looking online and seeing what other people are doing. Exactly.
0: That's the challenge really is like when you have teams and everything like that, they discover exactly what is the best line and it's very hard for you to think outside the box that is what made me disenfranchise with those card building games uh. is that is that you i would try and do it but the truth is the best thing has not only been discovered it's been proven as well because there's so much media attention and online ability to confirm that this is winning tournaments and that's something that keyforge that's not a thing you have to figure it out yourself and and come across the great decks and how they work
2: And also, like, whenever I played any of those deck construction games, like, love Arkham Horror. Like, we've we've played through most of the scenarios that exist. Like, it's just a thing in our household. My husband builds my decks. Like, Chris will literally put, (laughs) he'll tell me, like, which color I want to be, usually red, usually Wendy, and then I will have a deck sitting in front of me when we start playing. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Uh, So, I know that we've, we've mentioned BGG a couple times, and... It's something that I I just want to make sure that our listeners know what it is. So can you just give us like a a two minute like what is BGG and and what why should why sure. should people who play KeyForge care about it?
1: Yeah. So so BGG stands for Board Game Geek. Uh, BoardGameGeek is a website, but it's more than just a website. It is a database that has almost every board game and card game that exists, um, in the world, you know, it's a huge database. Like think of it as like, if you know about IMDB, where you go to search for a movie and you want to see all the actors in the movies and all sorts of information about that movie, the description of it. That's what BGG is for board games and card games. Cause uh key, uh, key Forge is on BGG, you know, it sure is. And, um, it's also like, it's a forum too. So, People can, uh, post reviews. You can blog comments about, you can, uh, you can log comments about games. You can ask rules questions. Like that is a huge thing. And I think that's how I discovered BGG. I was like looking up a rule or something on a game and it was the first page that came up on the Google first website that came up on Google. And so I, I joined and, um, for people who are, like, deep into the board game side of the hobby, uh, like me, it's, like, your main website that you visit. Like, I don't know of any other website that I visit multiple times a day that I'm always checking to see what's up there. I'm checking out videos that people post on games. I'm checking out new games. There's a the area called the hotness that shows, like, what what games are currently being, like, talked about the most, you know? If if people started posting, a ton of people started posting. I just got my Grim Reminders, and you know all this stuff about Absolutely. Grim Reminders that could pop up on the hotness. And Coda then was in the hotness
2: can... when was? when Koda the the Call of the Archons oh, when Keyforge yeah. first came out. Call of the Archons yeah. was in the hotness list, and that was really cool for me because I was yeah. coming from board gaming, and so like that just helped me realize that so many people that were board gamers were also delving into key Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that was, was that 2018? Yeah. So that would have been like right when I was getting into the board game hobby. So I kind of like missed that, you know, oh, sure. I, was, I was still new to everything, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much what board game geek is. It's, it's, uh, Yeah, it's a very important website for people who are super into board games. (laughs) Helpful resource, you know? Also, it helped me connect with people. Like, um, There are different forums where you can find other gamers in your area. And when I was getting into board games and realizing, hey, I can't really convince my friends to play with me as often as I really want to play – I went on there and I said, are there any meetups? And I had never been to a meetup in my life. And I found a meetup at a brewery in downtown LA, uh, made some new friends. That is the first time I played Great Western Trail. We were talking about Great oh Western Trail earlier.
0: Totally. And, uh,
1: got completely crushed, by the way. But. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it just like, it has been like a big part of my kind of modern board gaming life. And... So that's why I'm like really grateful that I get to work for BGG. That's awesome. That's really cool. Thanks. Really cool. Thanks.
2: So you you mentioned going to a meetup for board games, and on Zach's podcast and your podcast, you you mentioned like dabbling, going to your friendly local game stores, LCG night. So yes. I wanted to know like what drew you there in the first place. As someone who was introduced to KeyForge by a friend, what made you want to play with complete strangers?
1: So. Similar to what I was just saying, well, there there are a couple things. So um, I got a friend into Netrunner at some point, and then he went super deep with it. And a couple people were playing Netrunner at that store. So I had some friends that were like, oh, every Monday night we go and we play at it's game time. And uh, but then when I went to. When I went to pick up my Winds of Exchange two pack starter deck, like the literally the day I flew back from BGG Con after playing Keyforge for the first time, love it. Uh, the the store owner was like, "Hey, you know, there's some people that play Keyforge here on Monday nights. You know, you, you should come or something." And that was in November, so maybe like November twentieth sure. or something like that. And just something kind of uh, compelled me that, like again. I want to be playing more. I want to like meet Keyforge. Like, now that I like love Keyforge and I've discovered this about myself, I want to be playing more. And my partner Matt will play every once in a while with me and he likes it, but he's not like, you know, like sure. deep, deep like we are. And so I just want to, I want to meet some new Keyforge friends. Like, I want to be playing more regularly. And I like the idea of having this, this tradition on Monday nights go and play Keyforge. And it was just like super cool meeting uh, two new friends there. And since I've had another person hit me up on uh, Geek Mail on BGG, because I think he heard on the podcast, I think the BGG podcast and was like, hey, I live in L.A. And I was like, "Okay, well, I'm going to be at its game time. So now we went from the first Monday that I went and it was three of us. And then last week, another one, I got, I've since gotten a couple of my friends into this too. That's so awesome. (laughs) And so one of them came and then this other guy came and there were five of us on last Monday. And last Monday, I I came in off of a delayed flight situation where I literally (laughs) got home from the airport, ate dinner, and I was like, I don't want to miss this because I want to like keep it as my routine. And I was like, even if I go just play two games, which I did, it was just like, I was so happy to do that and- yeah, so I think it's that that itch to be playing more, to be learning more from people who have played more than me, and it's Aww. just like so—it's so fun, you know.
0: That's so you really personally cool. doubled your local scenes KeyForge group. <laughs> is what you're telling me. That's what I just heard.
1: In a week. <laughs>
0: yeah, amazing. That's that's what it's all about, though. That's how it is.
1: Totally. <laughs>
0: and this is why you're valuable, Candice, to KeyForge.
2: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love that so much. So Yeah, you- the
0: truth is the grassroots part of Keyforge, I think is where we're at right now. Like last year was a big part of the the more high high-level really fun events. But I think this year is going to be all about growing the grassroots part of the game. And so you you've seen it yourself. Like you see what yeah. it's like being in that in that little um niche community sort of Aspect where it's, it's people locally coming together. I, I truly think that is how this game becomes the most successful I don't think it's actually at a vault tour I think we're maybe a year away, maybe even two from where that is. I think right now it's it's having a robust scene where you have so many people, you go every night, you're worried, like, will I get a spot? Like, that is where we need to be, is, <laughs> is maybe you can't get a spot because it's it's really cool. the place to be. Yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah. that's where we need to spend this year, I swear, I truly believe. Totally. Okay, so Sydney. What do you got next for Candace? I know you you have some some stuff that's uh, that's ready to go. Oh,
2: I, I have a million questions for Candace. I'm loving this so much. So on on Zach's podcast, you said you wanted to dip your toes into competitive events and you you asked Zach what it would be like to go to one. And so other other than like hanging out with me the whole time, I <laughs> I it, was wondering it. like what kinds of things would entice you to come to a higher level, like organized play events. And then I can, I can like tell you what kinds of things that KeyForge offers at those that might fit the bill.
0: Yeah, But before yeah. you answer that, one thing that I just want to throw out there from my own personal experiences, and this works well for you being in LA, is if you're going to choose to go to one event next year, go to the Vegas one. If they do another Vegas one, which okay. I hope they do, that is the one that I would mark on your calendar as the one to go okay. to. because everyone from California goes there. One, like that's the main one where you're gonna see the most people from California and two, oh. it is the best after parties. Oh, yeah. in, <laughs> oh, it's obviously yeah. in Vegas, but like, as, that's where Sydney and I met for the first time. And I'm oh, telling yeah, you that you that is the one this. that's, yeah, yeah. it is a fun time. I've been to only two vault tours and they've both been Vegas vault tours and I've never regretted it.
2: Yeah. Uh, of all of the, the high level events that I went to last year, Vegas, absolutely brought the best out of everyone. Like I met people in new ways. And so I know you're so familiar with conventions, but it's like if you play a board game with someone all day and then get to hang out with them afterwards, like at dinner or bring them to the social deduction room. Like the fact that during the day is you get to appreciate how great these people are at KeyForge, And then at night, you get to go hang out with them as human beings. Like that is the most exciting thing to me. Like being able to hang out with this community is the best part
1: of the game. That yes. so So
0: now back to you. Okay,
1: so so, yeah, so I, when I was uh, playing Flesh and Blood, my um, short period of play, like it was like three months or so, um, I went to a local tournament And that was, like, so scary for me, just going to a game store and, like, not knowing what to expect. And then, you know, I was going in knowing I'm probably going to get whooped, but I want to meet people. And I want to, like, learn from, you know, people who are more experienced than me. So there is, like, a part of me that is enticed by that. Like, I've never gone to a big competition where you travel to something like I know some friends who have traveled to Netrunner events. um, But that is like enticing to me alone, because it's something that like, you know, like new kid on the block, new kid at school kind of thing. Um, But I also I you, you you hit it like I love board game conventions. And my favorite conventions are play cons where you get to like play games all the time. And I just I like how Keyforge compared to maybe what I felt, even though I haven't been to a Keyforge tournament yet or any kind of competition, <laughs> but what I feel like from what I've seen on people's vlogs and different videos online is it just it just seems a little more like casual and friendly and like less intense, and that's that's more that's more my vibe because like I felt like when I stepped into this uh, flesh and blood scene, like <laughs> these are some sharks. And everybody oh, yeah. was everybody was nice. Don't get me wrong. And they and people were mostly like they were trying to be helpful and stuff and help you, which was really cool. But I still felt like I'm swimming with sharks right now. And and I think also like going to a KeyForge competition, I think I would like to participate in the competition. But I'd also just be happy to just be surrounded by all the people there playing and just play casual games too. So, I was gonna say
2: like one yeah. of the best parts about the events that Ghost Galaxy throws is they're so good at side events. Like you said, that you're into the Keyforge Adventures, and one of the things they always have at every event is a speed run. And Whoa. what that is is what you're trying to do is you get a group together, you play the Keyforge Adventure, and then the team that has done it the fastest gets an award <laughs> oh. at the end. And so oh, they they cool. have so many side events going. They've also um, introduced other types of decks where what you can do is go around and have your badge it faces out if you want to be challenged and so you can like literally just walk up to people that have their badge facing out and ask them if they want to play and that's outside of the like scheduled tournament and once once the tournament's over they have additional little pods that can go out and be played so like to me it feels like a convention it feels like a Keyforge convention
1: yeah and i you asked what I need to be, uh, what I would need to be enticed with. It's just like I'm already enticed. Like I want to do it. It's it's only a matter of, uh, you know, making sure I can pull it off, uh, travel wise because I I have a lot of trips planned already and oh, yeah. um just like you know financially and everything and but if if I can, I uh, look. I'm going to go to some KeyForge events yes! this year Done. in 2024. It's Success. gonna happen. I don't know which one. I will try for Vegas. Um. Yeah, I can't wait to hear when there are some dates so I know and I can plan around and get excited about it. But we yeah. we all do. <coughs> GG. <Yeah. laughs>
0: cough and, cough. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, you shouldn't be afraid to play your sassy deck cuz what from what it sounds like, I you already have the makings of something that
2: exceptional.
0: Yes, like I don't even have a deck that's 92. On the SAS score. So that is something that that I think, and from what you've described, just the little pieces of it, it sounds like you have some really great pieces together. And that's actually a perfect segue into the next thing I want to ask you about. So I don't know if you know this, but there's some people who have played their Keyforge deck over a thousand times. One person, June, one of the, the champions of a wow. Vault Tour, has played a single deck over a thousand times. So wh- wow. what does that sound like to you? Like, because I, I understand, I think you're more like myself Is I really like the new opening something new and the discovery of it. And you're definitely early enough in your Key Forge career that that makes a lot of sense because you're still getting a feel for everything. But like, could you see yourself committing to playing the same thing and trying to really understand it to that level? Like you're just trying to really understand that puzzle. Could you, you see yourself doing that?
1: Yes, I mean a thousand sounds wild.
0: I mean, I haven't even played a <laughs> but, single deck a hundred times. But going to yes. say
1: most people <laughs> will
2: never reach that level.
1: Yeah, yes. that's that's wow, that's incredible. So I am like really excited about playing either my sassy deck or whatever deck more and getting familiar with it because. Even the few times that I've played it, like, you know, the cards come out in different orders and it's mm-hmm. really cool to, like, figure out that puzzle of how to, like, make things work and kind of discovering fresh combo opportunities and everything. But I I always, like, I think about this with board games as well. You know, I obviously I'm doing, like, content creation for board games. So I'm often playing new games and I'm telling people about new games. So I'm always trying a lot of new. But I also... I like I don't usually get an opportunity to try to really get a lot of reps in on the ones that I love to try to like skill up a little bit, get get more familiar with them. And I think of it like traveling. Right. So the first time I went to Italy, uh, well, I guess the first time I went to Italy as an adult, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go to Italy from now on. I only want to go to Italy you know, I love Italy. I love the food. I love the vibe. I studied Italian. Like, I'm just going to travel to Italy. And, but then I'm like, well, I'm missing out on the rest of the world. And, you know, I've since traveled to Iceland and Norway and Denmark. And I, even though I want to keep going back to all those places, I also have this like curiosity of wanting to kind of discover um, other places. So I feel like that's like (laughs) with the decks. So, Yes, I wanna keep going back to Italy. I wanna keep playing my sassy deck. Uh a part of the reason I haven't just hammered my sassy deck to this point is because I feel like I'm aware it's sassy and I don't wanna just like whoop people Wreck and people I'm, and I Yeah, and I've been I've been doing a lot of like getting more people like playing with friends. I'm like, hey, like by the way, my friend Tim. Who will probably be listening to this? Um, he texted. He came on Monday night to LCG night. Love and it. And he texted me, and he's like, the next day, he's like, I think I have the Key Forge bug. Yes. He's like, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna buy my first deck next week or something. So oh, <laughs> so, so i never been with your first. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been playing with like new people. So that's part of the reason I haven't. But I, I do now have people to play with that are like, let's find something and, and keep running those decks. So I think I'm going to be like a 50, 50 blend on that. Cause yes, part of my enjoyment of this game is cracking a deck and seeing what cards are in there and seeing how they work together and against other decks. And so that is definitely, you know, I'm going to be 50, 50 on this one.
0: (laughs) You should play online with, with your, with your sassy deck, I think. In the yeah. competitive queue, because that's going to give you a good gauge of like yeah, the other really good decks out there and stuff, and, and it'll just help you prepare and and play. But I, I love your outlook. One thing I will say though, is you should stop calling it your LCG night and just start calling it your Keyforge night because that's what you're <laughs> making Monday <laughs> now. Before Put long, you're going to kick those people yeah. out. Yep, totally. <laughs> yeah.
2: they're playing
1: as soon as your rivals like, in the back, no, 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 clear those tables. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as your store hosts
2: like a store champs or something, as soon as you have enough people to like attract a bigger event at your store that people yeah. travel to, like it'll it'll be a key forge. Night. It'll happen. We'll, we'll oh, make yeah, it happen. Totally. So. so- Speaking of your, you you keep calling it your sassy deck, and I love that. I was Me just too. really <laughs> curious. So, like, what was your path to finding sass? Because, like, as a new player, a lot of people crack a deck, love it or hate it, crack another one, and, like, sass isn't early on in their experience, and then once they find it, I'm I'm curious what your experience was and what it made you feel about the community now that you had a place to, to analyze your deck.
1: Yeah, so I'm trying to remember the first time this SAS terminology popped on my radar. And I don't remember if it was one of your podcasts or KPR, or it might've been, I feel like when I started looking on YouTube for KeyForge videos, oh. uh, Amber Meadey's videos like popped up and I was watching a lot of his channel. So it might've come from that, but at some point, I I heard about this SAS thing, and then I made my way to, what is it, Decks of Keyforge? Yeah. And, or, or, or it might have been somebody was talking about, like, this is the best way to store your decks. I apologize. I don't remember exactly <laughs> who to credit for this. But um, but then I started when I was in that period of, like, you know, it's funny. At first, I was like, oh, I'm going to, like, advent calendar this and just open a deck. Love deck. it. i did do that no no i couldn't at some point i was like (laughs) i'm gonna open them all you know (laughs) but you know when i was doing this like organization period i started like scanning them all in and then importing them into decks of keyforge and then it was really cool and i don't even fully still understand all the stats of how those synergies are like calculated but I did kind of organize my Winds of Exchange decks and pulled out some of my like best Mass Mutation decks and the best ones from each each set based on SASS. And I guess where I land with this is it's it's really cool. I like to do uh, play sealed at the game store because what we'll do is we won't look up the SASS. You know, we'll just play the decks and then look it up later. Um, That's the best. But I I just I'm a firm believer in regardless of that number, like you can if you know how to play your deck, you can win with a lower if somebody has a higher, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to, like, make it seem like that's the end all be all. But my sassy deck is pretty sassy and I can't (laughs) wait to, like, kind of figure out how to, like, work it even better, you know? That's awesome.
2: So actually, that's that's a great segue into my next question. If you were to go to an event that offered Sealed or Archon, so basically uh, Sealed currently is you uh, buy from one to three decks, and then it actually means now to pick your pods and put them together, but you're allowed to play one single deck if you want to. Or Archon, the one where you just bring your your sassy deck and, and you're it against everybody else's sassy decks. Which would you, if Ooh. you could, which would you play? And I have
1: to pick one? Well,
2: to be fair, we don't know yet, because we don't actually have the schedules. So they might put they might <laughs> okay. put something on Friday and then put one on Saturday. But we're just if you if you had to choose what to play, like we were about to launch two events at the same time. Which would you pick?
1: I think I would go Archon. Ooh. Love it. I think I would it. go Archon. Love it. And Fantastic. And I think it's because I would kind of get opportunities, like, to practice my deck a bunch. Sure. Whereas I don't feel like I'm familiar. Like, I just cracked a deck last night, or I sleeved it at least, and I was looking at, I was, like, looking at Brobnar cards and Winds of Exchange that I had never seen before. So awesome. even my three deck displays, I'm still discovering new common cards and so I think until I'm of course I, I would do it because I would just want I think both sound really fun but um, but I think until I'm I have a better bearing on different cards mm-hmm. and like to be able to like open a sealed three sealed decks and tell which one is better to play with. Sure. I think maybe I would lean towards Archon. But I'm like, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You know, like I I feel like as I've been listening to different podcasts and sometimes, you know, y'all are kind of throwing out these card names and I'm like, everybody probably knows what that means, but I got to like Google it. And I appreciate sometimes when people do say, oh, it does this. But I am definitely getting a little more familiar with (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no no worse. Um, but I'm definitely getting more familiar with things like unfathomable like and it's 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 coming from playing with people and being like, oh snap, I hate that fathom Reaver. Oh, I can't believe you have another fathom Reaver oh. you know and and I'm starting to like familiarize myself with different cards and so I think like once I'm a little more familiar, I would be I would feel like I could be more competitive in the sealed format, sure. but again, I'm not somebody who like cares about winning all that much. Like I will play to win, uh-huh. but like I'm not gonna have my feelings hurt like, and be like, I don't like this game because I'm not winning, you so know. Once so once you and I'm I scroll back, like we can go to
2: the corner and just play our sassy decks. <laughs>
1: yeah, okay. <laughs> Love it.
0: So Love I have it. a, a follow-up to that. So, so one is, is the fact that in Key Forge, you know that people won't know what you're playing uh, like uh is that is that appealing to you the fact that you know like is in flesh and blood and stuff like that when you see a hero you know okay this hero i've seen online and i've seen articles oh. and stuff like that does this you know that your deck people aren't going to really know what it is like they, they may know you have like your token like they're going to see oh she has a berserker token like uh that is aggressive but aside from that <laughs> they don't yeah. really know like the the nuances of your deck that would more be known because obviously in other games people have watched videos on how to play game like when I played Pokemon I knew exactly how a deck played because I watched a video and I was like oh that's what I do cool and then you know you either do it well or you do it poorly so does that appealing to you knowing that people can't figure out your deck just upon like is that something you like about it?
1: I love that yeah I love that and and I think that's part of the fun too especially like I realized that last weekend when I was playing with someone who uh, had he had played back in the day, a bunch, but then, you know, when things fizzled for, for a lot of people, he fizzled out. But playing him, and I'm just handing him a deck, and it was, like, one of my Winds of Exchange decks that I sleeved but hadn't played yet. It was just, being on the other side of it, too, is just, like, really fun, and seeing what kind of cool combos that person's doing. So I like the idea of me doing some stuff and and them not expecting it and just being like, oh, that was, that was really cool. You know, I feel like that's fun for both sides. 100%. Absolutely.
0: So you also mentioned that you, you have acquired some of, I'm going to call it the classic Keyforge sets. And yeah. have you gotten to play them a lot yet? Because there's, there's one thing that led me to want to ask you this question. And I'm going to say this with a little bit of shade is because you don't like Star Alliance, okay? So um, your hate for Star Alliance definitely rubbed me a certain way. So, so here is my, my Star Alliance pitch to you, basically. Okay. Um, you need to play some Worlds Collide Star Alliance because Ooh. that is how Star Alliance first came out and they came out the game. Hot like to the point okay. where everything that has happened since then has been a lesser version of what existed then because it came ah. out so strong. So, the and then on the flip side of this is if you get a Starline deck and then you see Brobnar in it, because I can tell you have this <laughs> affinity to Brobnar, you are gonna be like, Band. Yes, I have Brobnar, Band. but the truth is. The Brobnar and Worlds Collide was so bad, it made the whole set have an asterisk next to it, and then Brobnar oh. didn't exist until Winds of Exchange. And they, oh. and they brought Brobnar out just to like make up for the lack of what it had in that set. So just be aware of that. Don't get excited when you see the <laughs> gotcha. Brobnar. You may appreciate it because you like Brobnar, but you're going to be like, what, what is this? Like, How is this anything like what I've been playing? Like, Just, just as like, a little asterisk. But I, I really want you to try some look for your worlds collide with Star Alliance and let me know because it's not actually the Star cool. Trek theme about Star Alliance that I love. And I don't want to tell you why I love it because I want you to be able to discover it yourself, but it has to do in that set. You're going to see it. So I want, I want you to okay. just keep your, your eyes open for that and your mind, like looking at what you can do with this and figure out and then, and then message me when you realize why I like Star Alliance.
1: Cool. cool. <laughs> I just want to leave the- it like that. Yeah, yeah. I I'll, I'll I'll check it out because I know again I, I flagged some of my um higher SAS decks from all all of the sets. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think if my Zeke deck is from Worlds Collide, but that might have been like that might have been Logos Dis something or another. Yeah, that sounds but about yeah right. I don't know. I don't know if I have played Star Alliance in Worlds Collide.
0: Yeah, and and just be aware, like you may want to do alliance in your world's collide because things with Brobnar could bring your whole SAS down. So you may want to look at the gotcha. individual SAS sometimes in that set. But um, right, speaking of the back. other sets, <laughs> yes, uh, speaking of the the other sets you've played, have you had a chance to to get a like a, a sort of a feel? Because the cool thing about Keyforge is every set feels very different from the next one. Like there's obviously a a similarity in the houses and the identity of those houses. But the truth is every set that's come out is a completely different play experience from the one prior to it. I mean, the closest I would say is there's actually no there is none. Like I can't right? even. I was it. it's, I it's, was it's, really it's, waiting to thing. see what you were gonna oh, yeah, say I there. Was, I'm sorry, I, I really left that in the air and, and didn't have that thoughtfully formed. Like I was gonna say, <laughs> say Call of the Archons and Worlds Collide have the most similarity, but they really don't. So mm. um and and that's the cool thing as well in Keyforge is there's this big rock, paper, scissors aspect to it where one set can actually be better against another and worse against another one. So have you gotten a chance to to properly explore in that regard yet, or going to get a feel that each set feels different?
1: No, you know, aside from... Because I, I kind of have definitely... If we're going to talk about however many games of Keyforge I've played, I would say I feel like 80% has been wins of exchange. Nice.
0: Which is great, honestly. Yeah, There's nothing wrong I, with that.
1: I really... Like again, so I remember reading that like a lot of people were liking Mass Mutation, so I was playing a lot of Mass Mutation initially. And when I was kind of like teaching people in my early days, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was I was using Mass Mutation because it didn't have the token creature added mechanism to think about. And but you know, I don't, I don't know. No, I have not like explored each of the old sets enough to like really get into, okay, this one has a certain flavor. Like, all I've noticed was certain things, like Sorion being, like, kind of overpowered in uh, Worlds Collide. Uh, experienced that firsthand. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, I've played... I think I mainly played Dark Tidings when I was playing nice. the Key in, Cool. And I played the Key twice, once solo, once two players. And haven't been successful yet but i i know but we we have plans now we know what Love decks it. to use for this next time my friend tim nice. and i were like we gotta we gotta take care of that and then i'm like looking forward to trying abyssal conspiracy and then the other one too that i have oh my gosh G- gorgam heist or house yeah of,
0: house of gorgon yeah. or something yeah i also yeah. i also say candace i wouldn't rush to play the other sets okay. i think when you're feeling like you want to try something like like keep going down this path that you're on. And when you feel like, don't just, cause I said, you need to explore this star lines. Don't rush to do that. I'm, I think I'm you should curious
1: just... now. Like... Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, but, but I would almost even say, if you're going to go back and work your way up, like start playing them maybe sequentially, because there is a definite progression from the beginning cool. until now, things that have happened. So if you were going to go down that exploration road, I would recommend maybe starting from the beginning. Cause I, from a personal standpoint, I think call of the archons doesn't, isn't rich enough for me of an experience. Um, Mm. As a, if you're going to open up a random deck, I can find something that I know based on what I like to play. I know now what what is the deck that I want to play look like from that set. But if I was just going to open up a random one, I think I would be less drawn into the game as I am now because it has evolved in complexity since then. So I would just recommend trying maybe to go back and then and then you can also see the evolution of the game that way if you're going to play. That's just my personal recommendation, but however you want to explore, definitely do that.
2: And that's also why a lot of people teach their friends on some of the earlier sets because it has less. There's less Mm -hmm. for people to like get confused by, less to learn by. And it's one of the things where I may actually like pull certain decks specifically from Call of the Archons or Age of Ascension for me to uh, hand a new player so that I know that they're not getting like you just like you did not getting the token mechanic like yeah. specific things mm-hmm. are, are lacking so that they can learn what they are excited about and then get deeper and deeper and deeper
1: sure sure so I'm gonna ask a question now <laughs> <laughs> love it uh what 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 set is you know what set is your favorite for both of you question for both of you I, I can
2: easily answer this one. And because, why, too, oh, please. Yes, totally. <laughs> I think
0: I know what you're going to say.
2: Oh, you know, I, I bet you do. But because once they introduced Alliance and there were ways for me to improve the experience on my favorite set, I I do love AOA. So Age of Ascension is the second set that ever came out, and it has, uh, historically, it's been known as being a fun set, because it has a lot of combos, it has a lot of cool things you can do, but not as powerful, maybe, a set as some of the others. So I like the fact that now, with, with Alliance being a thing, you can take some of the more more succinct combos and mm. make the like put those pods together so that they actually like the combos actually lead to a possible win con whereas cool. like before it would just be really cool to pull certain things off
1: right right oh that's really cool and that maybe maybe that's like something when I dabble in alliance uh that oh there you go because I do have a lot of Age of Ascension, just because it was so darn cheap to buy. Right?
0: (laughs) Everyone has that. (laughs) Totally.
1: (laughs) What about you, Blake?
0: So for me, I I actually don't really have an answer to that question because for me, I actually know the feeling that a certain set will give and the decks that I like from those sets. So what I gravitate to at any given time will be what I'm feeling like I want to play and the the feeling mm. of the game experience that I want to have will draw me to playing that. That's that's the truth. So I I don't really have. So if you it basically at any given time of the year you could ask me and I will have a different answer. So yeah. like right now I'm I like literally right now this week last week this was not the answer, but this week I'm actually <laughs> really enjoying Winds of Exchange, because there is a new restricted list update, which means now the Alliance started being able to be done. So I started brewing a new Alliance deck, which Sydney and I got to practice the other night. Um, And we played a bunch of games and I got to test out all my versions I was trying out. And I bought two two decks from the same person that made up two thirds of my Alliance. And then when I bought this one deck, I was like, it's a Scholar token. No, it's not a Scholar token. No, it is. It's a Scholar token deck. And I was like, and I know you have one of those too. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I just started playing it. I bought it for the Scholar token and the Mars pod, but I actually just was like, I actually just want to play this deck because I really like what exists in it aside from that aspect. And since I'm spending money on it, I feel it would be silly not to actually test drive the deck. And I really, really like the deck in it itself. Like I actually love the Saurian pod that's in it that utilizes the scholar. It just doesn't do what needs to be done in Alliance. This is the problem with Mm. Alliance, if I'm going to call it a problem, is (laughs) there is something you can be like, this is really cool, but the truth is doing this, this is not the most optimized way of making what you want to have happen at the end of the day. So therefore you're going to face issues when you get into the arena with the the big dogs, we'll call it. So so that's the fun thing. One
2: person's trash is another person's treasure. I love right. that that aspect of it. Like the fact yes. that like I will find a pod that I think will do a really crazy thing. And then it's the actual like testing, the playing mm-hmm. of that, that is fun for me. And like, oh. It's that, the journey. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Exactly. Totally. But yes. uh, so- we we've been we've been talking about all the different sets here and i know that you were able to you're like one of the few people in the world right now you were able <laughs> to play a grim reminders deck at your local because someone who goes there yeah. was was able to like go to kfc so so what was your experience with that like
1: okay so it was R- ridiculously exciting number one. So you know, picture me going to this game store again, feeling like it's the first day of sc- first day at a new school. Oh, I have to try to make friends. I got my lunchbox, <laughs> you know, whatever. But like, I sit down, and uh, not only are there like just two nice guys, but then when Logan's like, "Oh, I have Grim Reminders decks," I'm like, "Oh, that's so cool!" Like this di- this night just keeps getting better and better, <laughs> and um. It was really, really cool. So I've been, even before playing that deck that I played, because it had Geistoid, um, I've been really excited about this idea of just, you know, interacting with your discard pile. And I just, like, this is one of the things I love about this game is, like, they keep adding these, like, little new mechanisms, little twists that, you know, you still have that same core game, but it changes it up so much and uh I really, I really like that whole the the discard pip is really cool. Yeah, you know, like yeah. that that flexibility and I love this this dance of like, oh, when do I want to be, when is the time for me to be haunted? And when am I gonna try to make my opponent haunted? And I am excited about my deck. I hope it's awesome, but uh, because I love untamed. And like, so that's, that's one thing that's kind of um, missing from Winds of Exchange for me is because like that, and that's kind of why I like playing some of the older decks is because of Logos and Untamed. Yes. Uh, So, so I'm excited to get back into like with the new set have Untamed. And we both ended up having Untamed in both of our Grim Reminders decks. Nice. But Again, I, I want those witches. Like, yeah. I want that witch queen, you know? I, th- I think that's so cool. But I, I don't know. I really enjoyed it, and I just kind of felt like, oh, like, the the amount of effects that are having me, like, oh, pick a card from my discard pile. Or, or just, like, I feel like I'm going to need to know my decks, and I'm just getting better and better at that obviously these are new decks coming and right (laughs) uh but i'm still i'm getting the more experience i get with playing the more games i play the more these card effects and names are getting stuck in my head so i'm just like really excited about it and i'm also excited to be here for the like the new set coming out you know i guess i was kind of like at the tail end of winds of exchange dropping you know coming in in november but um but, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. And I, I think it's, like, super fascinating. And it's just, you know, again, this, like, new little twist of interacting, engaging with your discard pile more is really, really, it's a cool twist, you know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm,
0: 100%. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Grim Reminders fan as well. Like I, like I said, I'm so excited for this set. I think it's, it's going to be the bee's knees. And uh, I I got three decks from KFC, and all my decks had Geistoid in it. Like, every single one. And it was, like, the best thing. I'm like, I love this house. Like, I am so excited for it. Where Sydney was feeling... In the opposite camp, and I'm, I'm hoping I've swayed her since then.
2: So, <laughs> it sounded I like you did. On yeah. The episode. <laughs> so, not only have you swayed me, and I, I think I, I might have mentioned this on the episode in which you swayed me, but someone on our Discord, I think it, it might have been Dan, maybe not, mentioned that I have experience with discarding. I just didn't think about it in that way because whenever you play, you may have seen the card Igor, where look at the top three cards of your deck and then pick one, discard the others. So, I have been working with discards very heavily
1: yeah. in my
2: alliance decks just not thinking about it that way like when you have to pick the best card of what you have available it's just a mindset change and so like that got me super excited like yes I I can do this well this isn't yeah. something that's going to to hurt me while I'm playing it's going to like help with the hand crafting and, right and that's one of my favorite parts is like the hand crafting and picking which house to play every turn like that oh. is just such a such a great resource that isn't really a resource like the decision right. to do that makes it so that the the mindset is entirely different you know
1: it's a tough decision let mm-hmm. me tell you, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've sat there and I'm like, oh, well, I really <laughs> want to use those two creatures out there. But I got these three cards in my hand that are a different house. Ah, You know, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> absolutely.
1: It's, it's great.
0: All right. Well, um, Candace, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Is there anything you wanted to say before we get into our titular segment?
1: No, just thank you so much for having me on. It's been like so wonderful, you know, talking to both of you and even our conversation before we started recording, super great. And I'm looking forward to playing some games online together. Yeah, you better believe it.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, of course, listeners, we cannot end our episode without our titular segment. And we call this one Help from future from Future Self. Candace, you came prepared with a help from future self. Not just one help from I future did. self. You said you had a two parter, right?
1: Yeah, it's all related, but it's a two parter. Yeah, love it.
0: All right, well, take it away.
1: Okay, so um, my advice is to myself is to just stop and smell the roses. So you know, because of the nature of my job and my personality, I get excited about a lot of different games, and I have this like. You know, whatever that Disney show is with the squirrel situation, <laughs> you know, I see shiny thing, shiny thing. You know, Keyforge is right now a shiny thing for me, but I want to like stick with this. I want to be consistent. And because you know what? I just, I want to get better, but at a minimum, I want to keep having fun. So I really want to make sure, um, and this is part of the reason I started going to Keyforge nights at my game store. Uh, is is to build up this this habit of of playing this and keeping it in my life. So um, that is one thing. And specifically to playing KeyForge, uh, let's consider the roses. My hand of cards. So <laughs> sometimes I am guilty of rushing and playing cards without like thinking through sequencing. So I want to like work on better sequencing like you know taking a moment to pause and think through and i'm getting i'm getting better at it because i'm like more aware that i need to work on it and this kind of stemmed up as a problem as i'm playing on tco and it's a pain in the butt to go to manual mode and like oh my rewind. Gosh. so i'm like yeah so i'm giving myself less rewinds i'm like i'm only going to do it once per game but i'm just trying to be able to look at my hand and what's on the table and make sure i'm playing stuff in the right order on the right flank in the right position you know trying to get my sequencing better by just taking a moment and slowing down and uh thinking about things and then i guess the last thing is just like i feel like and i'm sure you you two can already see this but like i'm so eager to kind of learn everything about keyforge because i feel like i need to like make up for lost time (laughs) but i'm also like hey i need to just chill and just enjoy the ride, so. That's my like stop and smell the roses and yeah that that's my advice.
2: <laughs> that's so perfect because I think like not only new players but seasoned veterans can can do the same thing as well because we're so we're so focused on like everything that's going on and because we've like we're in all of the discords and and consuming all <laughs> of the media like yeah. we're, we're trying to do it all whereas like you know this is just about the the game of Keyforge, like right. cracking a deck and playing
1: it. Yeah, yeah.
0: hundred percent. Well, thank you so much, Candace, for for coming on and just uh, having a, such a great conversation with you. This has been really fun, and, and it really just seemed like a couple of friends hanging out, which is always a sign of a good episode for us. So and us you and are... You-
2: you are producing a show on how to play Keyforge casually. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Derek Porter and I from BGG and Derek is again the one who got me into Keyforge. Um, one of the things we're doing like since I'm on the BGG media team is uh I'm always encouraged, we're always encouraged to come up with new show ideas. And since Derek and I are both like, we just love, you know, we've been enjoying this bonding time of late nights just hopping on, playing a game. Uh, we want to kind of, we're going to be producing a show that's going to be focused on the casual side of Keyforge. That's awesome. You know, so any people, probably, you know, our audience is more so board gamers, but. You know, we want to kind of show people, hey, there's there's some like really cool stuff happening in this game and how just fun it is and how it's not like, you know, if people are intimidated by something like Magic the Gathering, this is completely different. And you know, we just want to kind of share our joy and passion about, you know, of Keyforge with people, but more in a casual thing and show people you don't need to go like hardcore with this. You can just pick up a couple of decks. And play with your friends, play with your spouse, play with your kids, whatever. Um, and that's that's what it's gonna be about. And I think we're gonna mix in it's mostly gonna be uh focused on play, so Derek and I will play, but we definitely wanna mix in some episodes where we're having chats similar to this kind of format, more casual chats, and we'll definitely be hitting you two up and others in the community to to join us on there because uh yeah we just want to kind of spread the love of of keyforge into a to a hopefully a new audience and help continue to try to grow it you know Amazing. Well, oh, yeah. Con- yeah. consider that invite a, yeah. accepted.
0: Yeah, 100. <laughs> is- I I've done that before I, on my YouTube. I had a series called uh, "Crucible and Cognac," where it was have a, have a beverage and play KeyForge, and it's a really fun way of disarming people while you're while you're playing a game. Okay, and-
1: because you said that, I will tell you what the title that we're planning to uh, yes. call our show. Okay. Tea forge <gasps> Oh, I love it. And we're gonna have because you can do it in the morning. It could be a nighttime thing. We're gonna be sipping on tea, talking about this is coffee though, but So <laughs> After the show I am telling you about my tea subscription. Okay. I, I wanna hear about it. I wanna hear about it. Cause yeah, we wanna we wanna drink some good teas and play keyforge casually. So yeah. All right. Spill so the that, tea
0: while while tea forging.
1: That is that is the plan. And thank you both so much for having me on. It has been Really, really awesome talking to you and I agree like it feels like we've been friends for longer than we have right <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> but thanks so much. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, the pleasure's all on our side, Candice. like thank Absolutely. you for for being first a listener and enjoying our content and then wanting to become a part of it. that's that's always the greatest for us and that's where we literally that's literally how Sydney and I got to know each other. so it's it's that's always awesome. the best start of anything. Well, that's going to do it for this week, folks. Um, Candace, if people wanted to reach out to you, I believe you're on our Discord now, so that might be the best way, right, is to just ping totally. you there? And yes, what is I your Discord am... handle on there?
1: Yeah, I am Candy Drum. So I'm C-A-N-D-I and then drum as in the instrument. Candy Sweet. Drum. Yeah. Okay.
0: And Sydney, where can people find you if they want to reach out to you?
1: I am Sc
2: Steel on Discord and TCO.
0: Perfect, and I'm Boulevard Blake on our Discord as well as TCO. So if you see me there, please come say hi. Um, don't be afraid to give either of us a ping and a chat and a chat because uh, we love talking about KeyForge and love playing it even more. So uh, find us there, and uh, until next time, Archons, stay forging.